Hello folks and welcome back to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin and I'm here with another preview show this time, getting ready for Rangers to take on Motherwell at Ibrox on Saturday and I'm delighted, delighted to be joined by Motherwell uh, YouTuber, vlogger, I don't know, I'm no doing with the kids, it's Gobsy. Jack of all trades, master of nothing I prefer. How, how are you doing mate? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. It's Friday. Um, finished work. Um, it's Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. You don't get them as often as you like, so I'm buzzing. How are you? I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm still celebrating our rare victory against Livingston on Wednesday. I've, I've not really had much time to think about it tomorrow, but here we are. Uh, I don't know. Go, going to Ibrox for me, you know, it's it, it's the hot spot of my very creation on YouTube because of. Uh, what happened in 2017 with the Kenny Miller double? Uh, so it's it's always one I look forward to in the calendar because uh, obviously uh, Rangers and Celtic for me as a motherwell YouTuber that's probably the best time I'm going to get views uh, of a high magnitude. Uh, but also it's it's good to get interaction from from folk of different backgrounds. So I'm just looking forward to have a, having this wee chat with you and talk about the game tomorrow. Yeah, so you find out what you do there. Just first of all, the listeners can find you on YouTube and obviously on Twitter as well. Um, so if you if you do like what you you hear today, um, go and go and check that out. Um, if not, just go and check them out anyway. It's, it's probably me bringing the, the quality down. But, um, <laughs> so we we spoke about um, on the channel. Goldie, we spoke about um, Rangers coming off the back of our quite a difficult um, difficult win in Kilmarnock. We've got one eye ahead of, uh, one eye looking ahead to Thursday. Rangers are rotating at the best of times because all the players are made of chocolate. So I think my, my view and the, the view of the boys um, the other night is it should, Rangers favourites absolutely, should be a comfortable but unglamorous win depending on the rotation. How are you feeling for another way wind? Well, if you think uh, Rangers players are made of chocolate, I must say the Motherwell squad is made of paper. Um, like we are, we are averaging, I think at least one major injury a month, uh, and and I know you're having the similar problems, and of course you you've got Europe to keep an eye on as well, which which is a great thing for us. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that uh, we we manage to spark a wee result because. Uh, you're you're on a good run of form, and I really respect what Clement's done because, like, I, I had a lot of belief when we were playing use under Beal, but under Clement, um, th- things are definitely different. We use, um, I, I I do like, I hate I hate saying that. Oh, I think we can get a result because whenever I do, we we never do. Um, I, ha- I had confidence against Celtic on Sunday there, and we should have got a result. We should we should have got a point at least, and uh, of course we'll go let down by two last minute goals, and then thankfully we bounced back against Livingston. So we do have that bounce back ability, and so if 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 we do have a bit of hardship in the match tomorrow, I, I do think we've got it in us to bounce back, and like we've actually got a decent record for not winning at Ibrox recently, uh, and we've got some good memories there, but of course, uh, in the league, I think the last time we won at Ibrox was, I think it was 1998 or something like that, so it's it's it's, it's a very difficult one uh, to see a result 
in our favour, but like if, I'll happily take a point. I, I absolutely hate those facts. It's always Ian Crocker, does it? When the game's in telly, Ian Crocker will come away with or St. Merlin the Hovney won at Ibrox since um, Tiger Jock Shaw was, was playing <laughs> in 1946 and then Rangers It's just a commentator's curse. But... Oh, definitely. But, I mean, it's over 50 times since, in the league anyway, that we have not beaten you. Like, in my lifetime, I that I've been a Motherwell fan, we've beaten just three times. And that was the playoff and the cup semi-final at Hamden. And um, it's, it's baffling because, like, if you'd said to me, like, 10 years ago, like, you're only going to beat Rangers three times in the next 10 years, but none of them are going to be in the league, but they're going to be in really high-profile matches that are going to either define your season or save you from relegation, then it would easily bite your hand off because, for me, there's nothing more important than making sure we stay in the league, first of all, and anything we get off the old firm, like what probably another six or seven teams in the league will say, is a bonus. It's, I know, um, I, I didn't actually know that stat because come, I don't know if I'm just, if I've got the, the cup semi-final and the playoffs, like I was there in all three games, um, if I've got mm-hmm. them in my head, but I kind of see Motherwell as a tricky fiction. I don't know if that's because I'm just kind of, you know, probably more for Park. Um, I, I see yeah. it's always always tough for Rangers to go. It's, uh, it, is, it is a funny thing, though, because like, I, I think Motherwell being a tough fixture for the old firm is almost a myth now. I mean, 10 years ago when we were under like Stuart McCall, Craig Brown, etc., we were. We were a much better side than that side would probably... Uh, easily beat the side that we've got now and I think it's probably similar to a few other teams because in a way the league has regressed um, I mean we do obviously always have the wee standout player like for example player Spittle scored two goals in those last two games uh, but like like Blair Spittle is he the same as Nicky Law from 10 years ago when he was pre-bald spots I don't know about that, um, but uh, no, it, it is an interesting one to think about that because, of course, I mean, the, the gap between the old firm uh, and the rest of the league has only gotten bigger because certain runs in European football and then you've got Hearts losing to teams from like Malta, Falkirk losing to a team from Liechtenstein. It's, it's always going to get bigger now because... Like, unfortunately, the way football is, the rich will get richer, the poorer will get poorer. Yeah, and and both Rangers themselves see that in their elite uh, tournament mm. Champions League, and this is just this is just a domino mm. effect of it. Like, yeah, every but don't, age, the don't get me wrong though; I still support Rangers and Celtic in Europe because it does like the, the finances does filter through to us diddy clubs as such. So, I mean, I, we don't mind getting the odd 100k for Rangers advancing to the quarterfinals of the Europa or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm very much, and I've said this in, in the pod before, and I think it, it's a completely different series of podcasts before, uh, mm. that we delve into here. Like, I need, I, I need a Netflix documentary to go through all the things that <laughs> Scottish football can do to fix itself. But, oh, yeah. Contribution of wealth to make the, the game a better standard. I know it's no, I'm probably in the minority Rangers fans with that one, but it's something I've said in the pod before. But on 
on on Motherwell this season then, so you kind of touched on Boyer Spittle then. Um, mm. like, I, I was trying to ask you, what's, uh, where's the areas that Motherwell can cause us problems? And it wasn't until I was looking at the league today, out with Rangers and Celtic, Motherwell scored the most goals in the league. Um, I know that that's that does surprise you, and I think we've conceded the we've conceded the second most as well. I think last time I checked, um, but I think where we'll hurt you is um, well we did rest uh, the likes of Georgie Jane and Jack Vale on the midweek fixture because they ran themselves to the ground against Celtic and they did cause Celtic a lot of problems. Um, I would probably say hope I'm hoping that we do stick with maybe a five three two or three five two when we're attacking, which will be a rarity, but like hopefully we do make the most of it. Uh I do see us having a front two of Bear and Vale uh because they actually work really well together. Like they, they move as a unit, uh which doesn't happen very often with it, with us as a front two. Um and then well Depends who's been injured this week. Like it could be anyone. I mean, last week when I was in the Cooper Suite at Fur Park, I was in. I saw Harry Payton walk in with a massive moon boot, and it hadn't been announced that he'd he'd been injured in midweek. So I don't know. It, it feels like Fur Park, or it feels like Motherwell's training ground is like Takeshi's castle. Well, obviously, for for the listeners, I think there's a big difference between supporting Rangers and supporting Motherwell. There's <laughs> No man, it's between yeah. the two we're keeping the NHS alive. Yeah, absolutely. 100 percent But uh, I do think on the wings spots uh for us, I just hope he's like I don't want to single out a player, but Stephen O'Donnell um ha- he had a really good game on Wednesday, but he's been singled out quite a lot recently as a weak spot in our team. Uh but that that is probably because like He's had his peak in his career and he's unfortunately on the way down. But I think if if we were to sort of play him as a centre-back, I think he'd be much better and maybe put Paul McGinn out right wing-back. Uh, and the other back too, I've, I've no idea what to think. Uh, but I do think our left-hand side is the strongest uh, with Georgie Gent probably being one of our more formidable players. It's interesting you spoke about uh, Stephen O'Donnell there because I think with Rangers on the wings there, as the season goes on, the the weaker and weaker we're getting. Abdallah Seema, for me, he was the best outfield player um, we've had uh, before he got injured. Um, and then McCausland, he's still inconsistent. That's to be expected with a young player bringing yeah. through. Cortez really looking promising. He's now pulled his hamstring. So we're left with... Well, left way Matondo and Scott Wright, Scott Wright, um, I don't know, man, there's probably, like, when we look at where he'll end up next year, there's probably a chance he's got to come on the podcast, man, because I can't see him taking him. Um, and Matondo, I don't even know if he's injured, so I, I really, we're talking about Dujon Sterling, like a bruiser up against um, Stephen O'Donnell. So mm. that threat of Rangers down the wings, I don't think is there this weekend as much as it would have been two weeks ago. So I think it will be... I'd, if Rangers are going through, playing through the lines, does that suit Motherwell a bit better? Uh, I'm not too sure because um, I, th- I think we are, well, when we had our midfield three on living, 
uh, at Livingston, uh, Lennon Miller dictated the game when he drew, the first 20 minutes we were getting pounded and then Lennon Miller dropped to basically the holding midfielder and he was spraying passes out left and right and I think he was probably the best player in the park on that night and uh, he's only 17 so uh, I, I, like, I don't want to big him, big him up too much because of course that risks someone watching this and thinking Ken what we're going to have a look at him. Um, so I'll say right now, 20 million would be fantastic for him. But, You're massively uh, <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but genuinely, like, Lennon Miller is probably the next David Turnbull in terms of uh, where we can start. Well, hopefully higher than David Turnbull because I think he was under underappreciated at Celtic and now he's gone to Cardiff for 2 million. Um but I, I do think that that boy's got basically the world at his feet. Uh, and I, I do think that if he does put in a good performance tomorrow, then it gives us a good platform to build on to get a result. Yeah, I think that was a point I wanted to ask you about because the Rangers fans were being running, uh, kind of running and raving about getting the best um, talent for the Scottish game. And I do think there is that. Um, up- but I, 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 don't, I don't see Rangers going in for someone called Lennon. <laughs> let's, let's address the elephant in the room. There is a faction of those fans that will be deadly against that. But for me, I don't care, man. He could be called a, a pump your calling, and if he can ping, ping a 30 yarder here and there, I'm cool with it, man. Like, um, if he's good enough. So it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, we are really going on the basis of how he's played against the rest. So it'd be good to see how he comes up against the mm. least, uh, John Lundstrom, dear man, dear Amora, and mm. see if he gives him a good account of himself. Um, I hope so. It's one that we Rangers fans are definitely watching on with interest. Mm-hmm. I will. So, well, it, was, it was a very physical game against uh, Livingston, and he dealt with it very well uh, on that Ashton Turf pitch. It was almost like a wrestling match at times. Uh, but uh, against, against a technical Rangers midfield, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the wee battle. A player who won't play the Adam Devine, I've really liked him since he, like, I started watching him when he was in the, in the under-18s, and mm. he's, I've always really liked him. I think he's just been unlucky that he's been... He wasn't as good as Nathan Patterson, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and try to push James Tavenier, the captain, as well. But mm-hmm. I do think Devine has a long-term future at Rangers. Um... Say so I've seen he's came in, started a couple of games, got himself a goal. Is mm-hmm. he going to be a big miss for Motherwell tomorrow? I, I will say divine by name, divine by by nature. Um, like since he came into the starting eleven, he's I think he's only played what four or five matches, uh, and like when he's not playing, we do miss him. Like, like he has enhanced the quality of our right wing back position uh, since coming in because, uh, well. When we played against Hearts, he was very solid. When we played against Aberdeen, well, of course, he alluded to that. He got a goal. Uh, and then when he was taken off, we were deflated. Like, when he when he was taken off, we conceded goals against Hearts. And when he was taken off against Celtic, we conceded a couple of goals after being on for 85 minutes. So, like, there is obviously talent there and like he does fit into our team very well because uh well both wing backs are probably 
two of our best positions at the moment. So I am I am a bit annoyed, kind of. Well, I'm not annoyed because that was in the contract already, but it's, it's a bit of a, right, okay, we're going to have to play with someone else at right, right wing back, but it's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I think... Um... For your, just point of view, you're delighted that you're, the best players are out um, um, playing against you. But it's you know almost if there was a, another game that could make up for this because you do want you mm-hmm. do want to be interested when players are out in loan and you want to see them test themselves against Celtic and you know eight other big tests. But no, it's we're, we're in a title race. So well, look, I, I do think it would be a good thing to just allow loan players play against your own team because then that technically does add another test in there because, well, you see it across Europe. You've seen, for example, Celtic loaned someone to a Swedish team uh, and then they ended up playing against them. And I think he scored. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Berget. Uh, so like, it, it does give another thing. And I think Anderson Taliska was another, uh, was another example of that loan rule being evicted in UEFA competition but I think it's something that maybe we should look at uh, because it does stunt a player's growth if they are playing seven or eight games in a row and then oh they can't play this this game because it's their parent club and I, I know it's to cover the parent club's arse because he could he could score a hat-trick against them and potentially cost them the title but you know it's it's just how it is Foot, football's a funny game I, I think it should be more allowed. I mean, we've got Ricky Lamy on loan at Dundee uh, right now, and I think Ricky Lamy's a great player uh, when he's using his strength. But in the summer, like he did have, he did show a lot of weakness, and then we found him out to Dundee, and he scored in his first game for Dundee against St Johnson. So it's just one of these things that may, maybe we should relook at the the loan rule. I always, um, I don't know if this is maybe a bit before your time, but I always think uh, Fernando Morientes um, on mm. loan to uh, Monaco and put Real Madrid out of the European Cup. Um, you know, that's uh, the ultimate two fingers up. <laughs> yeah. If you're Fernando Morientes, you're like, no, what? I'll show you, you shouldn't have loaned me out. And, <laughs> you know, the wee guy football fan of me who loves that kind of story, but I'd be too bitter to let it happen. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, um, so, so on Rangers then, for the outside looking in, where do you think are Rangers' strong points and where can they be got at the moment? Well, the obvious one is Tavernier. Like, I, we, we should try and avoid any set pieces around our box or inside our box um, because, well, it's obvious Tavernier's got, got pretty much any ability to score a free kick. Uh also, probably set, set like corners as well. Um, but I think we, I think we're good at defending our box at times. I mean, we were all right on Sunday against Celtic until we changed our back line for the last fifteen minutes, and it cost us two goals. Um, but I, I, I think it's difficult because obviously Rangers are going to have the bulk of the possession, so we will be sitting at times with ten behind the ball and. I just I'm just looking forward to the the tweets after the game saying oh we we, we shouldn't be playing against teams that that play ten behind the ball etc because it's because it's too difficult and oh I can't wait till Thursday because these teams will actually come out and get us etc 
I, I welcome it because whenever we do get a result against Rangers or Celtic, it's always the exact same tweets. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> I said tweets that will say, oh, that'll get football shut down. And again, yeah. like that, that's the beauty of doing a podcast. You'll know yourself. Once yeah. you say something, it's out there. Um, so I can't go back in it. But I've said time and time again on here, I, <laughs> I, I, I can... I get so pissed off at Rangers. I, I do think I'm quite good at that. I'll get pissed off at Rangers first and then work your way back to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But you know, when Rangers fail to break down a team who parked the bus, then that is Rangers' fault. I, Motherwell shouldn't come to Ibrox with the view to entertaining the Rangers fans. That's, not That's the last thing that should be on our mind because if we're entertaining Rangers, we're getting pumped 7-0. Aye, and Rangers <laughs> do it in Europe as well. And you know what? All I've never heard one Rangers fan say, "No, what we we got the result in best, but my Christ, we were off a deep there. We gave them so much of the ball. Um, and it doesn't happen. But we're a fickle bunch of football fans. Oh, we all are. We all we all are. Uh, but for for me, if you were to ask me what I would love tomorrow, a boring one 0 win with a. a with a, a deflected shot off of Tavernier's face going into the goal, us celebrating like mental, uh, getting rugby tackled by stewards because we're celebrating and we're happy and uh, just a, a great day. But uh, I, I don't really get many great days out at Ibrox, so I, I'll happily take a point. So are you going to go out there and give a prediction of what the score will be? Well, my head says we'll probably get beat about 3-1. I do think we'll score. Because we are scoring goals, as we spoke about earlier, but like my heart says, oh, go on, go on, just take take a take a draw. It's like it's it's anything that we can get. I mean, th- everything points towards a Rangers win, and that's what suits us best. Us being the underdogs, that we always get results when we don't expect to, uh, like against Livingston on Wednesday, like like we really get a result there and we're 1-0 down after two minutes. Bounced back, played fantastically in the second half. And Sunday there, we should have been more than ahead, more than one goal ahead against Celtic. And that, that did come back to bite us. But if, if we just go out and play with the freedom of they expect to pump us, I can't see why we can't get a result. But... And again, the pressure's on Rangers because they're one point ahead of Celtic. And Rangers always play better with pressure on them. Cheers. Two points. Those two points, Miles. Is it two, two points? points. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. Just about shot myself there. I was like, I'll be only a point ahead. Um, right, that's my first mistake and we're 23 <laughs> minutes in. So I think that's all right. No bad, by the way. No bad. Um, I... We we done our we did a live stream every Thursday night. Uh, I said I think it will be an unglamorous two 0 one. And again, I think it's I know both teams have injuries, but I think you know uh, I've said the last few weeks the longer the injury crisis on the wings goes on for Rangers, the less players we we've got to play out of position. So Dujon Sterling has got to play in one of the wings. Probably Ross McCausland mm-hmm. another one. Tom Warren's, um is in the Todd Campbell position, but that's Todd Tom Warren's played the last two games, so he's already rested tomorrow. So I just so wonder where the what's, the, what's the status on Cantwell? 
Um, he's probably been out for another couple of weeks. Um, so he I don't, I don't, I don't want to give a positive reaction to that because I hate when a player's injured. But that's good news for us because Cantwell's usually playing out of his skin against us, and yeah. it's annoying to see because all, all you see is his blonde locks flying, and oh no, it's a goal. Yeah. yeah. So and, and again, both teams need to compare with injuries, but I think just we. How Rangers have set up their stall, I think they need to do something different. So I think it will be. I, I'm going to go Rangers 2 0. Um, that's what I said last night. Um, yeah. Saying that, um, if Motherwell do go for the long ball, then I think that's the best way to get um, to catch it, Connor Rose and John Suter, because that seems to be the mistakes they make with a long ball over the top. But... I, I always have hope when Suter's playing. All right, all right. Uh, because I, I do think he's the weaker of the two centre backs, um, and like I don't rate him as as highly as a Rangers centre half. I say that and he'll probably score tomorrow now. But like like when I'm looking at the defensive uh, weaknesses that Rangers have, hopefully Barisic is playing and hopefully Suter will be playing as well because I think we can catch Rangers on on that side, and I think. Theo Bear, who has been fantastic since Christmas, and Jack Vale might well, we won't have much success, but when we do, I think it'll work wonders for us. Yeah, I wonder what Clement will do. So I, well, I think Gilmaz has definitely got to come in for Barisic. Balligan's back now, so is this a Balligan type game instead of John Suter? But Probably again, is. it's a whole Balligan gives you the stability and he does the basics so well. But mm-hmm. when Rangers are dominating the, the ball, John Suter's much better with the use of the ball. Um, so it's what will Clermont prioritise? Um, aye, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. At least we've got options in defence, even if we might know on the wings. But no, that was, um, I think that'll bring us to our close call. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. But before you go, give a shout out to the listeners where they can find more of you. Right, so you can get me on Twitter or X at Gogsy99, um, on Instagram at Gogsy-san, and on YouTube, right there, Gogsy99 on YouTube. Feel free to uh, have a gloat or a moan on my comment section uh, if we either get humped or beat you, uh, hopefully the latter. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me, Colin. I really enjoyed myself. No, no, it's been a great speaking to you. And again, just to echo that last sentiment, hope you have a great weekend after half five tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Likewise, I return yeah. sentiment. Yeah, but oh, thanks for having us. And thank you all uh, for listening. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, take care. <laughs>